Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. I'm here today with Chelsea and Lindsay, and we are looking at some more Psalms of Asaph. Uh, He must have been a favorite. He got in there quite a bit. Um, We're looking specifically at Psalms 79, 80, and 82. Uh, so as we're looking over this stuff, what, oh, 81's in there too. I skipped that somehow. Uh, but what is standing out to you guys as we're reading over these Psalms? Um, I think for me, like looking at Psalm 80, I like to pay attention to the names of God that people use during, in the Psalms. So I see God of heaven's armies a lot Mm. or Lord of heaven's armies. Um, it just kind of shows you who they're looking to God as like the commander of the armies. They went into fight for them on their behalf. Um, I think that's, as you're reading through Psalms, I think it's kind of a cool thing to look at and just kind of see, okay, what is the psalmist saying about God? Like, who is he calling God to shepherd? Um, Lord in all caps means something different than Lord in not all caps and God of heaven's armies, all those things um, kind of points to the purpose of the psalm. The names of God also stood out to me quite a lot. The one that stood out to me was the end of 79, beginning of 80. It talks about, we are your people, the sheep of your pasture. And then it's repeated again in 80 verse 1. Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, um, who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock. And little known Bible nerdery, (laughs) I, I can, I, this is not the authoritative word, but this is my authoritative <laughs> word. So this is the level of Bible nerdery that I exist in. I don't use concordances normally. If I want to know like, oh, I wonder how much that's mentioned. I just read the whole Bible and highlight every time it's mentioned. And so I did that one time with leadership. Like what's the metaphor that's most used about leaders? Um, Cause this was a time when I was just listening to all these podcasts and sermons and messages and input, which was all about Basically, the CEO is the paradigm of what a Christian leader is. You're a manager. And I discovered highlighting in my Bible, I would use a little fluffy cloud for a sheep. It was sheep. (laughs) Sheep and shepherd is the number one leadership metaphor Hmm. in scripture. And it talks about this, that God leads his people. Verse one of Psalm 80, you lead Joseph's descendants like a flock. And now that I've told you, you can listen for that throughout the rest of scripture, even into the New Testament, the number one metaphor is that God is our shepherd. That's how he leads us. Obviously, there's lots of names of God. Mm -hmm. But specifically in the paradigm of how God leads his people is he's a shepherd to us like a sheep. Um, And I just love that when you think about that. He's not like just a king. He is a king. He's not just in charge. He's not just managing us. He's guiding us. Mm -hmm. And he's close to us. And it's he's just you know, the God of heaven's armies, but he's right there standing amidst his flock, close to the sheep, knowing each one by name. And then you get to the New Testament and Jesus says, mm-hmm. I am the one who goes after the one sheep that's lost. I leave the 99 and go after the one. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they knew that all the listener, all the Jews would have been like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's who God is. He's the main, he is mm-hmm. the big shepherd. He's the one who leads. And that's, that's how God leads yeah. like a shepherd. Anyways, this may be a uh, worthless extra, extra biblical knowledge. <laughs> Please. Uh, my sister is a vet and we were, it's funny that we were talking this weekend. Um, somebody made a joke about how long my grass is. So don't go by my house and look at my grass. But, uh, someone said like, Oh, you should have a sheep. And my sister was like, Oh, you can never just buy one sheep. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? 
And she's like, well, yeah, if you go to like buy a sheep, someone that actually knows anything about sheep will not sell you just one because uh, sheep are herd animals and they can't actually function on their own. Like they actually have, they have significant anxiety. Like there's significant (gasps) damage to a sheep when it's taken from the flock. And like that, I I was actually listening to the conversation. I was like, oh, my sister just wants to tell me about like how sheep work. But I I was actually thinking about, well, this is what the the original readers would have been thinking. Yeah. Sheep have anxiety disorders. We have. (laughs) It's it's really interesting because there is, I think. Isolation causes anxiety. (laughs) It's really bad. We we should not be cut off from the flock. So just like God is the shepherd, we are part of a flock. And it's extremely detrimental. Like, I I think that gives a lot more vision to going after the one because that one was never designed to be just one. Not just be brought back to the shepherd, but to be brought back to the flock, like in Ephesians 2, that we're brought near to the people of God once again. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think to even take that shepherding um, attribute of God further, like how cool would it be to actually go and kind of do an in-depth study on what a shepherd in yeah. In Israel would have been like, or in mm-hmm. Jesus' time would have been like, mm-hmm. like what what did they use? They used like, a staff. So it could be used as a weapon, it could be used as like mm-hmm. a guide. It could like what is what well, does a shepherd do? And you think about the contrast of Israel who came out of Egypt and what was a leader? It was Pharaoh. You know, all yeah, these main yeah. kings, and this is a guy who rules over people and he's up in his big castle on the hill mm-hmm. or whatever they called it, his his pyramid. Who knows? Or- <laughs> his pyramid. <laughs> That's when he was dead. He's sitting on top of the pyramid. Wait. Sitting on top of the pyramid. <laughs> Is that what building the pyramid. <laughs> but they had big, big dwelling places. Yeah. And then God is repeatedly over and over saying, I'm a shepherd. Mm-hmm. I'm right there amongst you. Mm-hmm. I'm walking with you, guiding you in the way you should go. Yeah. And to really understand and immerse yourself, it would be interesting. Yeah what they would have heard mm-hmm. in that time and the contrast it would have been with the leaders that they had, the paradigm of leadership they had seen before. Right. There's actually still a shepherd culture in Israel, like the the Bedouin okay. people. Um, they still, like, it might not be a great example, but it's sort of like Amish, how they choose to just, like, live outside the culture. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Bedouins are still, like, wide-ranging shepherds. What's, so what's Bedouin? Uh, it's, it's like a name for a kind of people. It's like saying Amish. So like Bedouin is a kind of yeah. people and that they were are kind of nomadic. And they are. They they yeah. remain nomadic. They I mean they don't like a lot of their shacks. Like they're just kind of thrown together. You'll you can find Bedouin villages in Israel today, mm-hmm. um, and you can find people who are nomadically shepherding their sheep on the hills. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. you drive down the road and it's like oh there's a Bedouin and his his flock. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, hmm. Because that, that would have been similar to the experience. Yeah. Like Jesus is teaching on a hillside. There's the people with their flocks. Like it's, so it's still there. You can still see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting. It's interesting and beautiful imagery. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> is this conversation over? Yeah, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I think that's good. That was good for what we went in there with. All right. You want to shut it down then? <laughs> Which was. What are we going there with? Tongues? Nothing. We went in with tongues and Pentecostal said, preachers. Do you want to start this? We said, okay. <laughs> so that leads me to the idea of, you know, shepherds and tongues. Like, you know. Speaking of tongues. <laughs> you want right, to close it? it? Yeah. Psalm 79. Oh God, pagan nations have conquered your land, your special possession. They have defiled your holy temple and made Jerusalem a heap of ruins. They have left the bodies of your servants as food for the birds of heaven. The flesh of your godly ones has become food for the wild animals. 
Blood has flowed like water all around Jerusalem. No one is left to bury the dead. We are mocked by our neighbors, an object of scorn and derision to those around us. O Lord, how long will you be angry with us? Forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on kingdoms that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured your people Israel, making the land a desolate wilderness. Do not hold us guilty for the sins of our ancestors. Let your compassion quickly meet our needs, for we are on the brink of despair. Help us, O God, of our salvation. Help us for the glory of your name. Save us and forgive our sins for the honor of your name. Why should pagan nations be allowed to scoff, asking, Where is their God? Show us your vengeance against the nations, for they have spilled the blood of your servants. Listen to the moaning of the prisoners. Demonstrate your great power by saving those condemned to die. O Lord, pay back our neighbors seven times for the scorn they have hurled at you. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever and ever, praising your greatness from generation to generation. Psalm 80 Please listen, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock. O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Show us your mighty power. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. O Lord God of heaven's armies, how long will you be angry with our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us like a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. You brought us from Egypt like a grapevine. You drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. You cleared the ground for us, and we took root and filled the land. Our shade covered the mountains. Our branches covered the mighty cedars. We spread our branches west to the Mediterranean Sea. Our shoots spread east to the Euphrates River. But now, why have you broken down our walls, so that all who pass by may steal our fruit? The wild boar from the forest devours it, and the wild animals feed on it. Come back, we beg you, O God of heaven's armies. Look down from heaven and see our plight. Take care of this grapevine that you yourself have planted, this sun you have raised for yourself, for we are chopped up and burned by our enemies. May they perish at the sight of your frown. Strengthen the men you love, the son of your choice. Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will we be saved. Psalm 81. Sing praises to God our strength. Sing to the God of Jacob. Sing, beat the tambourine, play the sweet lyre and the harp. Blow the ram's horn at new moon. And again, full moon to call a festival. For this is required by the decrees of Israel. It is a regulation of the God of Jacob. He made it a law for Israel when he attacked Egypt to set us free. I heard an unknown voice say, Now I will take the load from your shoulders. I will free your hands from the heavy tasks. You cried to me in trouble, and I saved you. I answered out of the thundercloud and tested your faith And when there was no water at Meribah. Listen to me, O my people, while I give you stern warnings. O Israel, if you would only listen to me, you must never have a foreign god. You must not bow down before a false god. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. But no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around. 
So I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, that Israel would follow me, walking in my paths. How quickly I would then subdue their enemies. How soon my hands would be upon their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him. They would be doomed forever. But I would feed you with the finest wheat. I would satisfy you with wild honey from the rock. Psalm 82. God presides over heaven's court. He pronounces judgment on the heavenly beings. How long will you hand down unjust decisions by favoring the wicked? Give justice to the poor and to the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. But these oppressors know nothing. They are so ignorant. They wander about in darkness, while the whole world is shaken to the core. I say, you are gods. You are all children of the Most High. But you will die like mere mortals, and fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, and judge the earth, for all the nations belong to you. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.